Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Pleasure Priority Podcast with me, Amber Taylor. This is the podcast all about how you can have the audacity to put yourself and your pleasure first, which ultimately shapes a life perfect for you. We discuss friends and family, career and money, oppression, healing, and mental health, current events, and historical ones too. Basically, all things life and pleasure and how you can create more of it authentically. I'm your host, Amber Taylor, and it's my pleasure to talk to you every week. Let's tune in. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. So today I wanted to first talk to you about my newest offer that I'm super excited about, but it is a one month program. It is called The Eruption, and that is because you will erupt after the experience of it. So this program is one month long, 30 days, and that includes four 60-minute sessions every week and round-the-clock audio-based coaching. So what's that? It's where we hop on this app called Voxer, and we can talk or type uh, our messages and our coaching in between sessions. So you're up late one night, up early one morning, shoot me a message. And I will get back to you within 48 hours. Honestly, 48 hours is the max because I love hearing from you and talking to you and helping you get these real-time results and see your brain live because weekly coaching is amazing. It's phenomenal. But at the same time, so much life happens in between our sessions that in this package, I'm there with you the entire time. So we're going to pick one focus area and go ham on it. And honestly, this area can be anywhere you want it to be. It could be in your own business, in your nine to five. Um, It could be your money mindset. It could be relationships, whether they be platonic or familial or romantic. Uh, They could be around your body and your body image and connecting to your body, understanding your body's wisdom and learning how to hear that voice. Honestly, it can be anything. It can be anything you want. We can decide it together if you're a little bit confused, but if this is a fuck yes for you, I want you to click the link in the show notes. Go ahead to my work with me page and check out under the eruption. There is no application, no consult, just have your card ready. And then after that, you will get all the informations, you'll be able to set up your appointment times, and we will hit the ground running. So once again, that is the eruption, the 30-day program that will literally blow the top off your life and get you flowing and creating and starting again with a brand new foundation, just like a volcano. But without further ado, I'm going to get to the topic of the day. (laughs) Okay, so this week's episode is around disappointing other people. 
And I'm really going to pull the curtain back on my business and something that's happened pretty recently and how I had to um, deal with disappointing others. So when things happen and we feel a negative emotion, we think something has gone wrong and we think the situation is bad or we are bad because we've ended up in this position to feel these negative feelings. And some of us even take it a step further, feeling that we need to be punished for doing something to cause ourselves to be in a situation where we feel these feelings. Again, just compounding that this is wrong, this is a problem, something has gone wrong, and uh, something needs to be punished or uh, changed in order for this to be rectified. And when we uh, when we do that, because of that, we put ourselves through so much additional stress and suffering only because we think the way that we're feeling, um, basically the absence of happiness or excitement or motivation means that there's an issue here. And there's not an issue here. Like those feelings are awesome and they're amazing, but they will not make up the majority of your life. Uh, it's part of the human experience to feel the quote unquote negative emotions. And even when you have those experiences, you're still allowed to press forward and be successful and get what you want, even after you feel like shit for disappointing other people. And caveat, I do believe in thought work. I do practice the model and teach that to my clients as well. Um, and basically a framework in that is that you can't cause any other anybody else's feelings and they can't cause your feelings because feelings are caused by our own thoughts. And um, we are the only ones that are in control of our own thoughts. With that said, there's just going to be situations where we do things, say things, other people do or say things that incite. Oh my gosh, I'm looking out my window and there is two huge birds. I don't know what they are, but they look prehistoric and it's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, anywho, there are going to be situations where we disappoint people. Um, and we're not causing their feelings, but we are a part of their circumstance and we do have to take accountability or we can choose to take accountability and responsibility for how we show up in other people's models. Um, anyway, that's just a little caveat. We're going to get right to it. So offering a little background uh, here, hopefully it's short and sweet, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I had an old friend, old acquaintance that haven't talked to in a while, uh, we will call her Caitlin. And um, we knew each other from Girl Scouts way back when and kind of just keep up on social media now. And she reached out to me looking to do a collaboration uh, for a paint and sip party. And um, I thought about it, I let some time pass and I reached back out to her and said, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we got together, started planning, started, um, well, honestly, we didn't even start planning. We just started talking and creating ideas of 
what type of event we wanted to host, what it would look like, what we wanted people to feel like, who we wanted to be there, all these kinds of things. Um, and based on that idea session, we decided to move forward and begin planning. Um, and then after we start the planning process, that's when she tells me that she has a business partner, which is her sister. And that's when my first antenna kind of went up, but I was like, you know, whatever, it's fine. Let's just keep moving. Uh, so again, when, when your antennas go up, when those flags start flagging and they may not be a red, a red flag yet, um, just pay attention. Keep an eye out and pay attention. Um, but anywho, uh, the sister, the business partner, isn't that involved in our planning process out of the first meeting and her own sister slash business partner takes her out of communication. So it just falls back to myself and Caitlin. Um, I assumed that Caitlin was conveying the messages in the way that she needed to, to her business partner. Um, but as you'll find that did not happen. But anyway, we were on the, um, same page, we decided ticket prices, how money was going to be managed, um, who was going to management, manage it, our communication cadence, the next steps we were going to take immediately and what we had planned for a couple weeks out, how we were going to do purchases, what we were going to purchase, what we were going to donate, all those things. We were on the exact same page up until the day before the event. And um, everything was going pretty smoothly. Then the day before the event, they canceled our prep day of putting together tables, getting things organized, making sure everything's cute and so on and so forth. And then the day of, they show up 90 minutes before we are scheduled to start and came with multiple purchases that we did not agree to or communicate or have budget for. We go through the event. Um, it started late, but we made it work. Participants had a good time. And uh, the event ends, the participants leave, and the sister demands that the ticket revenue should be split 50-50 instead of being used to reimburse the agreed upon expenses. And that was not what we agreed to. And it definitely didn't even make sense because at that point we didn't have a revenue, especially with the extra purchases. We just had expenses and we were in the red for the event. In my book, that's fine. The point of the event was not to make money. It was to do something nice for the community, uh, set, a, set a tone for Women's History Month, uh, and foster women's empowerment and bring people together so they can share, learn from each other, connect, all the things. Um, but ultimately, things escalated, and I became the bad guy that was wrong, that was stealing, that was just trying to hit a lick. Um, I was a bad person because I never said thank you to the sister or good looking out to the sister for doing things that I never asked her to do. Um, and things just got more and more uh 
intense and they were very displeased. I was very displeased at this point. No one was happy. And um, ultimately they threatened to sue me over money that we did not make. And uh, yeah, I'll finish the story in a second, but basically what happened next? So the night of the event, uh, I made a boundary, but I wavered. And that was kind of a theme in this experience because of how uncomfortable I was dealing with these people's disappointment. But my first boundary was at the event when the sister said we should split everything 50-50. I was like, that's not going to work. That's not what we agreed to. We have a running spreadsheet of expenses. I have to look at that. And with all the other things that y'all got the day of the event, factor that in and see what's left over. And if there's anything left over, we can split that. However, it's been a very long day. Tensions are high. And I'm not going to look at this until Monday because it was the weekend. I'd already worked the whole week and worked the Saturday and I was taking a break. They were not okay with that um, and were hounding uh, the next day, which was Sunday. So ultimately on Sunday, I decided to look at the spreadsheet and send the finalized email with uh, the amount of money that I can uh, reimburse them with based on our expenses and what we agreed to originally. And so I, that was my first boundary that I wavered on and sent the email and then things exploded again. Um, they responded to my email through text message, which is another boundary that I broke. Um, I said that all communication would be handled through email, but then I decided to text them back uh, and respond to all the crazy things that they were saying about me. Um, because like I felt some type of way. I felt like I needed to defend myself. So I broke another boundary. And then um, that conversation happened. It didn't go anywhere. Uh, it was a lot of accusing and, um, you know, not fun things. And then I said to myself, you know, I, I gave them the opportunity to have this money. They never responded with where I can send it to. They keep asking for more and telling me I'm a bad person and all these different things. Um, so I said, I'm done with the situation. I said, I sent that email and that's what I can do. That's what I agreed to. I'm not going to engage with the um, name calling and the accusing stories and what they don't like about me and blah, blah. Um, because I had already decided that I would never work with them again and honestly never talk to them again. Um, but anywho, then I get another message uh, from Caitlin that I was initially friends with. She was silent kind of this entire time until this message. So broke my third boundary and decided to engage with her, which then again blew up. She brought her sister back into it and it was a whole thing. So I say all this to say boundaries are there for a reason. They are there for you and them. If I initially stuck to my boundaries, I would have avoided a whole lot of um, shitty conversation and not getting anywhere with it. Uh, because my boundaries were there to protect me and ultimately I stuck to them, but it just took 
half a week for me to really confirm them. And that's because I was so uncomfortable allowing them to have these ideas about me and say these things about me when it was so left from who I believe myself to be, what I was trying to do and what actually happened. Um, So when you make a boundary, even for you, it's not always easy to enforce it or uh, enforce the consequences behind it, but know that these boundaries are there. You put them in place. You thought of them for a reason, and that's to protect you. When you don't listen to them, you open yourself up to the elements, you know, whatever can happen uh, when you take that protection away. So even though it's hard to keep a boundary, do your best and know that breaking it does not make it any easier. It may just relieve some temporary negative emotion, but promise, promise it's coming back. Um, Another thing I did in this situation was continuously get support. I was talking to friends. I was talking to coaches. I was talking to peers. Um, I have my one-on-one coach and she, she was a godsend this whole time and helping me see, you know, some of my missteps and also where I was in integrity and how I had kept my integrity, integrity and kept my word and helped me come back to who I am instead of just believing all this stuff that was being said about me. Um, and then I let myself feel like shit and this means um, <laughs> in order to let myself feel like shit, first, I tried to fight it. I tried to fix it. I tried to reason it. I tried to blame and judge and punish myself until I ultimately surrendered to it. Um, so first, I was trying to avoid these shitty feelings. Like, honestly, at first, I was shocked. Like, this is ridiculous. It can't be happening like that this has to be a joke, genuinely thought it was a joke. Um, And then once I couldn't avoid it anymore, I tried to be validated out of the feelings, like asking um, my support system, like, okay, like, am I wrong here? Am I crazy? What's going on? And being validated and no, like actually you handled it correctly. Like granted, you could have done some things differently. You could have had some more things in writing, had a contract, all that kind of things, but you were in integrity. And even being validated didn't make me feel better. So then after I got validated and that didn't work, I was like, oh, I should give in. I should just feel so shitty uh, because I am shitty because they think I'm shitty. So I should just give in to what they want. Um, But again, shout out to my support system. Helped me see how they were having like big bully energy. And if I conceded there, it would just be like, you know, constantly giving my lunch money to the bully that comes up every day. And I didn't want to do that. Like I like to eat lunch too. And it's my lunch money. So I'm not going to let you bully me out of it. Um, And that kind of also went in with believing that I was wrong, believing that I should be punished when they brought up 
suing me and bringing lawyers into it. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Like I deserve it. Like they're not happy with how this thing went. So of course, like I deserve to be punished for them being disappointed. And again, shout out to my support system. Help me see that that was some straight bullshit and that people are disappointed sometimes. And that's no one's immediate fault. I mean, it can be, but it it wasn't my fault that they lacked communication between themselves and with me and made decisions that I didn't agree to on an event that was supposed to be a collaboration. Um, And I don't need to, you know, fall on the sword for that. It sucks. It's shitty. It feels shitty. Everybody feels shitty, but I don't need to save them from feeling shitty or save myself from feeling shitty by trying to save them from it. Um, So I stopped responding to them and eventually had to block them on all forms of communication outside of email and eventually told them that like, hey, you know, if you want to proceed with this, then I prefer your lawyer communicating with me directly. They can reach me at this number, at this email. And that's when they stopped. Nothing happened after that. Uh, So Another thing that I did kind of throughout this uh, saga was reminding myself that nothing has gone wrong here and not just reminding myself, but being reminded of it again by my support system. But this type of thing is just the price of doing business, long-term business. Like you will get people, partners, clients that don't want to work with you or didn't have a good experience working with you or want to refund even after you went through um, what you said you would. Like this stuff is just going to happen just because the sheer odds of it happening. Like you won't go through business. You won't go through life without stepping on toes and uh, people being upset and things not going the way that you thought it would. It's honestly just cost of doing business. And once I saw that and was in a place to really accept it, I looked at it as a milestone, like, oh, wow, a crazy business interaction. Like I'm really doing this thing. Like I'm really an entrepreneur and I have a business that is so good and so amazing, but also where fuckery happens. I am in the 50-50 of life and business. And that felt so much better than I've done something wrong. I'm wrong. I'm a bad person. Um, (laughs) The sister was saying that uh, she needs to pray for me and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, it was just, it just felt so much better understanding that there's no way that everyone ever will be happy with all your interactions. It's just, not possible and accepting that as the truth and seeing that okay this is my third year in business and the first time somebody has a problem like honestly I like those numbers I like those odds and I can keep going um which brings me to my next point what I was doing is looking for a growth edge so I saw and I was also helped to see that my people pleaser 
came back with a vengeance. She did not want people to be upset. She did not want anyone to be upset with her. She did not want um, anybody talking about her behind her back. Uh, She did not want uh, anything that was happening to be happening. So she was rearing to go uh, to try to make everybody else happy, fall on the sword, just give them what they want, even though they don't know what they want. And they're asking for different things on different times at different days. And they're just asking to get something. And I had to quell the people pleaser in me, remind her that she was functioning out of fear, not doing what she wanted to do, not like actually trying to please these people from the goodness of her heart, but trying to please these people because she was scared of what would happen if she didn't. And that uh, realization, that understanding allowed me to work on my discomfort tolerance as a business owner and not just as an individual, because I have done this work and I have gotten really good at not being a people pleaser at not letting it get to me when people are disappointed in me or have opinions of me or whatever. But it's a whole new territory, a whole new level of doing that as a business owner, because people liking me and wanting to work with me directly affects my livelihood. So there was a whole nother element to being comfortable with the discomfort of of them. And that, that led me to an opportunity to delineate between someone's personal experience of me, which is valid. They like, everybody's allowed to experience things and have their own ideas and beliefs of what's going on because it's, it's their world, their reality. And, um, versus the, their opinion of me that they project onto me. So this is different. So this is them telling me I'm a bad person, telling me that I was just in this for the money, telling me that um, they're going to pray for me and how could I act like this and all that kind of stuff. And what they were doing was projecting onto me and not even really sharing their opinions or allowing us to come to an understanding or a conclusion But seeing that their goal in this was to wear me down in order to concede to their demands. So what I had to do was let them have an opinion about me without agreeing for it, without agreeing to it for myself. So they could think all those things. They could think I'm this horrible, bad, money-hungry person that um, doesn't care about their business and what they have going on and all that kind of stuff. Like they're allowed to believe that. At the same time, uh, I had to drop the need to fix their belief about me, quote unquote fix, um, by doing whatever I could or whatever they wanted to try to make them change their opinion, because then that would make me feel better. But the thing is, they weren't going to change their opinion. They weren't going to acknowledge their own uh, missteps or wrongdoings. We weren't going to get to a clean conclusion here. And I had to accept that. And again, let myself be uncomfortable in it. 
And a part of that was seeing the 50-50 in it, seeing how this was actually beneficial or did work out. And that's when I brought in an eval. And this is what I like to do, what I like my clients to do sometimes whenever we do something, try something, or we're on our way to a goal, we just do an eval about it, an evaluation. And an evaluation isn't an opportunity to shit on yourself, blame yourself, or do anything like that. An evaluation is just looking at the facts of what happened. And the cut and dry version of it There are three categories. What went well, what didn't go well, and what I'd do differently. And I just went through that and actually see, got to see that a lot of things went well. The participants had a wonderful time in the event. I got to see my ideas come to fruition. I got to see people interacting with each other and being empowered and using affirmations and drawing themselves as the highest version of themselves and having that to look back to and all the mementos and takeaways they got. Like it was actually a very, very nice event. And I could celebrate that because I wasn't before. Um, I felt bad about everything. I didn't even want to look at the painting that I painted that I actually really love because it brought me back to this whole situation and how these people were so upset. Um, And now that painting is hanging in my bathroom and I love looking at it every day because it's a reminder of who the fuck I am and what I can do. Um, But anywho, I made peace with whatever happened. Um, I made peace with whatever could happen. And I decided that when it happens, whatever happens, I can figure it out. Whether if I have to get lawyers, if I have to continue to ignore these people, if I have to re-enroll in kickboxing class just to feel a little bit more comfortable walking the streets, like whatever is going to happen, I will figure out how to take care of myself in it. And uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what I did. But in reality, the situation was kind of fucked up. And we did take an L and learned a lot on both sides. At least I learned a lot. Hopefully they did too. Uh, But not going to lie, it really, really stung that all this happened as a result from a women's empowerment event. And yeah, that just, it just genuinely sucks. But at the same time, again, the participants had a great time the day of they were empowered. They took a lot of, um, they took a lot away from it. I did get a couple message messages after the fact, and it was a really good event. And for me personally, I'm definitely more empowered as a business owner and, um, allowing myself to have this experience so that I can learn from it and know how I want to handle things in the future. Like, even if everything's okay, even if we're friends, even if it's not that serious, I'm going to protect myself in ways that I did not do in this interaction. And I'm more confident in myself and in what I can do and how I can host something and throw events. And I am really looking forward to doing this again, but doing it differently. So yeah, 
I mean, I'm empowered. <laughs> but all in all, you are going to disappoint other people, even when you absolutely have no intention to. And not caring about what other people think is just the first layer of this. Um, it can work in a lot of situations, but definitely not all of them. As I said before, there's a visceral response when other people's thoughts and opinions of you can affect your livelihood and or your safety. So this is the importance of resourcing and supporting yourself consistently before, during, and after. Of course, you don't have to and won't be perfect at this, but it's about it's about the effort. It's about the practice. It's about learning and understanding like, hey, um, I'm going to do this so this doesn't happen. I'm going to do this so this doesn't happen. I'm going to have this conversation up front so we're on the same page about these things. I have um, people in my corner on my support team. I have a coach. I have my peers. I have my friends. I have people that I can talk to, confide in, rely on, and all that kind of stuff. I have access to contracts, to lawyers, to these types of things. Resourcing and supporting. That is what's going to help you really deal with not only disappointing others, but the potential backlash from it. And when it comes to a situation like this, where people are going to be disappointed no matter what, I want you to ask, would I rather be more disappointed in myself because I want to prevent or save somebody else from experiencing disappointment? Or would I rather allow all adults involved the freedom to experience their circumstances and their emotions as they see fit? And that said more simply really is, do I want to be the martyr of disappointment or do I want to share the wealth? I'll let y'all answer that. But ultimately, there is a lesson in everything. You just have to turn towards it and be willing to let go of your expectations of what you think should have happened and be willing to experience the beauty and the reality of what did happen. All right, y'all. So that's my story. That's my lessons from this story. And I hope this helps you when you meet the inevitability of disappointing other people. And you can come back to this podcast. You can share it with your friends. You can tag me on socials, write a review if you are so called and this helped you. Um, but I'd love to hear from you. And with that, my friends, I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Pleasure Priority Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If it's your pleasure, check me out on Instagram at Amber Taylor Coaching and my website, www.ambertaylorcoaching.com for more on increasing your pleasure across all aspects of life. 
As always, make sure to follow the show and check back each week for a new episode. I'd also love it if you'd leave an honest rating and review. And if you'd share the show with anyone else you think would benefit. Much love. Talk soon, friends.